0: In Southeast AgNet's Ag in review for the weekend in March the 11th, landowners across the country continue to face issues that seem to continuously come down from the Environmental Protection Agency. And chairman of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association Policy Division, Jennifer Houston, told me whether it's the waters of the U.S. rule, dust or whatever, their efforts to fight EPA continue.
1: WOTUS is the number one EPA issue but there's other things coming along and EPA is something we've got to keep a continual uh, track of because like we said there's people that don't want us on the land they don't want beef on the plate so we're looking at things like their ozone regulations and how they affect animal operations uh, their resource recovery and conservation act that was a landfill act that's now has been applied in the courts at least once an animal operation so a lot of things we've got to keep track up on Capitol Hill. Another
0: big issue that NCBA continues to work on is TPP.
1: The Trans-Pacific Partnership is probably one of the biggest things that's come around the cattle industry for the beef industry in my lifetime. It gives us the opportunity to be on a completely level playing field with 12 nations free trade agreement that comprise 40% of the world's domestic product and basically their money, and it's currently 60% of who we're exporting with anyway. And right now in Japan, which is even with all the struggles, they're our number one in value trading partner. We're at a 10% tariff discipline advantage to Australia. TPP's passage would level the playing field immediately and over time would bring us down to a nine percent tariff rate and that's a huge huge deal for America's beef producers.
0: And Jennifer says beef exports means a lot to each individual producer.
1: $325 of the value of each animal, uh, fed animal, is due to trade. That's a huge deal. And you can, you know, if you're a mathematician, you can bring that down to how many cents per pound that is. But it's a big deal. Whether you're a cow-calf producer, a stocker, a feeder, uh, it means a lot to us.
0: Well, in other news, has been a little over a month ago that the request by cotton producers for USDA to qualify cottonseed for the price loss coverage and agricultural risk coverage safety net programs was denied by Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack. But according to Richie Seaton with the Georgia Cotton Commission, there's another way that relief for producers may be possible.
2: Fortunately, another opportunity has come up. The secretary of speech last week with some of our industry leaders agreed that he would move with some marketing assistance, and this is something that he can do under the Commodity Credit Act, and it would be the quickest way that we could get some relief to our producers. The number we've talked about is about $500 billion, be about the same size as the transition payment that producers got in 2014. So, you know, we're cautiously optimistic. It's not a done deal, but we've been working for our farmers, and hopefully this effort will bear some fruit, and we can hopefully get this terrible economic situation where it can get some assistance out there and and get past it.
0: Seton explains where these dollars would come from if
1: approved.
2: put the actual cost on the cotton ginning. They have to use their ARS, ERS research, et cetera, and they will then approach the Office of Management and Budget for the authority to, to spend this money.
0: And Seaton wants producers to know efforts continue to hopefully provide some relief.
2: I'm been that we're certainly experiencing horrible price situation due to trade distorting practices by China and India. We're also very concerned that we could start losing infrastructure. What we're trying to do is get some assistance to our farmers so that those that are having issues getting production financing for this year can move forward and hopefully get the crop to the ground.
0: Now, turning from cotton to peanuts, Tyron Spearman takes a look at a report concerning peanut payment limits and planted acres.
3: The National Center for Peanut Competitiveness has issued a new paper on peanut payment limits and acreage planted for the coming year on peanuts. Uh, during this time of the year, peanut farmers are deciding what crop mix And the acreage level of each crop. As in 2015 commodity prices are at an all-time low which makes it extremely difficult for farmers to cash flow any crop and obtain loans from banks. Farmers have been attending county extension production meetings to gain an insight. Farmers and bankers view peanuts as having a viable safety net program relative to the commodity options especially since cotton does not have a commodity program and relies on crop insurance. This leads to significant peanut acreage in 2015. Most experts predict 2016 will have even more peanuts planted this year. Recently, they talked about the PLC program. That's the Price Loss Coverage Program. For the 2015 crop, USDA has provided an estimate for the national season average price for peanuts, which bases the payment for the PLC. They say $366 a ton would be an average this coming year. Well, if that's the case, the PLC payment will be $169 on a base ton. The current national season average, as of August the 1st through February the 6th, is $383 per ton on peanuts. This translates to a projected PLC payment of $152 on the base ton. I'm Tyron Spearman for our Southeast Agnet.
0: Well, with this week's Georgia Grown Moment, here's Nathan Wilson. For this week's Georgia Grown Moment, Zach Hubbs of Peachy Clean talks about their innovative silicone dish scrubber as they work locally to reinvent cleaning.
2: Peachy Clean silicone scrubbers that we invented and manufacture ourselves here in Georgia are long-lasting. They're safe on cookware because they're silicone. They're infused with peach extract, so they have a fresh peachy scent. And most important, they resist those nasty bacteria odors.
0: Zach describes ways that the Georgia Grown program has helped market their product.
2: Well, it's been a huge help, for example, in Kroger, where we're on the Georgia Grown set, and that's been great to be a part of that and for people to be able to find us in a grocery store and see the Georgia Grown name and see Georgia Grown product. We make a big deal that we're an American manufacturing business and a family business, and as Peachy Clean, we identify very strongly with our roots here in Georgia.
0: For more information about how Peachy Clean is reinventing dish and cookware cleaning, visit them at www. W dot com for Georgia Grown, I'm Nathan Wilson. Saturday, March 12th, is National Plant a Flower Day. And Kathy Isom says this is why you want to get your green thumb on this weekend and head to the garden.
4: March 12th is not just another Saturday. It's National Plant a Flower Day. Each year, this day is dedicated to planting flowers and looking forward to the spring season. And if you can't get it all done on Saturday, you'll get an extra hour of sunlight on Sunday when we spring forward for daylight saving time. Flower gardening has become a hobby to many, many young and old. And National Plant a Flower Day, is the perfect start to the new season each year. It's good to know the zone you live in to determine which flowers grow as perennials, those that grow back every year in your area, and which are considered annuals, those that require planting every year. To find out more, check out the USDA site for hardiness zones. Sow some seeds, bulbs, or plant and nurture those blossoms into a brilliant blaze for the whole neighborhood to enjoy. And if you want to share to the world, use the hashtag Day to post on social media. I'm Kathy Asim, Southeast AgNet.
0: And to wrap up this week's podcast, Everett Grinder talks about farmers and the upcoming election.
4: You know, agriculture has a lot at stake when it comes to presidential
2: elections. Farmers are just as concerned about who the next president will be as anybody else. But so far, something has been overlooked in all this campaigning. 34 U.S. Senate seats will be up for grabs. That's not all. All 435 House members will have to be reelected. Nobody in America has more at stake here than farmers. There's already a big stack of farm bills that have to be dealt with. Everything from country of origin labeling to the Clean Water Act. There's discord in GMO legislation. So those House and Senate seats are just as vital to farmers as anybody else. Now consider this. In the presidential election year, most efforts will be to get yourself reelected, won't it? Everett Southeast Agnet.
0: Those reports and more can be found on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.